Welcome to Level Up Chips. Hey Ice King, why'd you steal our garbage? Hello everybody, and welcome to Level Up Chips. Uh, this is the podcast, you know, just all about video games and gaming and, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um... I am your host, Michael Gonzalez, and I'm joined by my lovely co-host, Max Logan. How you doing there, buddy? I mean... My shoulder hurts because we had to move a bunch of stuff yesterday. Uh, but other than that, I'm doing fine. Yeah, sorry about that. Buddy. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> um, well, anyway, uh, this is going to be probably a little bit of a, a different type of episode. Um, just because we're kind of going uh, off script in some aspects. We're going to be not really doing the news uh, we're going to be kind of talking about the Nintendo Direct. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to be talking about Cyberpunk 2077. Yep. And the big thing that we are really excited to talk about is Dark Souls um, and the uh, imminent release of... Elden Ring. Yes. Yep. We are both very excited for this. And um, why don't we try getting right into the Nintendo Direct? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, so, of all the things that were uh, listed, what were what was like the one thing that you were super excited about? I already know what it is already. <laughs> as soon as I yeah, saw your face. Uh, so at the very end of the direct, they revealed Xenoblade Chronicles Three. Uh, I kind of figured out what it was just by the art style and also the fact that the voice acting was all like British. I was like, okay, this is Xenoblade. Yep. And, yeah, I mean, I'm just really excited. I don't really know much about what it's going to contain other than the fact that... Other than the stuff that they uh, showed off and said about it. Uh, Just a fair warning for people who may, like, attack me if I say something weird or, like, that's not true. Um, I've only played, like... A a bit of one? One. Yeah, I'd say, like, I'm maybe one-third done with the game. Yeah, right. Um, Seems about right. And I really enjoy it. I really need to get back into it. Um, but judging from what I saw in the trailer, it almost looks like there's bits of Xenoblade Chronicles 2 and, um, for some reason, Xenoblade Chronicles 1 stuff, too. Right, like, um, yeah. Uh, Mechon. I saw that, as, or at least, like... Not act, not fully Mechon. Not fully, like but... Mechon st- parts. Yeah, yeah that, that's really what it came down to. But I saw, like, the faces, mm-hmm. almost, of those Mechon... And, and, like, uh, um, why am I blanking out on his name? Like, Metal Face? Yeah, the faced Mechon. Yep. Yeah, the faced Mechon. It looked like those, and I was like, what is going on? What What do you mean? <laughs> yeah, after he gets done with Xenoblade 1, I'll explain, too, and how they, like, potentially are gotten to the same universe but which that kind of brings me to another rpg that uh i have a lot of love for i do not have a lot of love for its sequel mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's the one that's getting remastered right now uh chrono cross right yeah um i know a lot of people there there are quite a few people that love chrono cross yeah uh, they came out of the woodwork. Uh, I don't. I don't know where they came from, but all of a sudden, Twitter was just like, "Oh my gosh, Chrono Cross, Cross Chrono Cross, Cross, Chrono Cross!" And oh. I'm over here like, 
Huh? Whoever talked about Chrono Cross, nobody did before. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's the weird thing because I have a love, like absolute love for Chrono, Chrono Trigger. Trigger. Yep. Chrono Trigger is such a great game. I don't know what Chrono Cross is because everything about it is different. Like, mm-hmm. it, it, again, yeah, it, like you said before, like we were talking about it, it would be like comparing Final Fantasy VII to Final Fantasy V and saying they're connected. Right, yeah. Just because for people who don't know about Chrono Trigger, that whole game is all about time travel. It's all about, like, saving the world from, like, an apocalypse going through, like... Different Different periods. eras, yeah. and it's really cool because you have like the caveman era. You uh, you have like medieval times, modern yeah. times, which are kind of not modern. I don't even know how to describe it. It's like, like eh, it's more modern. I was gonna say it's like you you I don't know like nineteen ten type of modern. Right. I guess that's how I would compare it. Right. Um, and then it goes into futuristic, which is like how everybody imagined two thousand and twelve to look like. <laughs> like back to the future type of stuff. Right. Except yeah. it's post apocalyptic. Mm-hmm. Um and that's what I really like about it. There's just so many different periods and times and all the characters are well developed. There's really no character that is not There's like utilized. a weak link. Yeah. yeah, there's really no weak link when it comes to the main cast. And Chrono Cross is quite literally everything that is opposite about it because the environment it's very much i I, i'd kind of describe it from what i've seen more about like water Mm -hmm. and like the ocean and the sea and i I don't even know how to like the other thing about chrono trigger that i like is the fact that it's an action turn-based system chrono cross is a uh, full turn base just full turn base and even then the system is very weirdly convoluted I, I remember playing it as a kid, and I was like, this doesn't make sense. And my brother was like, hey, I'm an RPG expert. Let me try. This doesn't make sense. <laughs> um, Maybe it's, I don't know, blinking back to Xenoblade for some reason. I don't know. It's I guess it's kind of like Xenoblade 2, maybe, where it's like an acquired taste. You have to, like, master it to have fun. I don't know. Maybe. That may be the case, but again. It's just speculation on my part, but. And that's the weird thing about Chrono Cross is there's a lot of speculation for that one because there is speculation that, like, certain characters, there's 40 different playable characters playable characters you can get, which is, for me, exact opposite of what Chrono Trigger is. Right. Because you only get, like, a maximum of, like, six party members, mm-hmm. and you can only use three of them. Mm-hmm. At a time. At a yeah. time. And it's really nice. Um and then they're, yeah, they're one of, like, 40 characters or maybe two of 40 characters are possibly characters from, you know, Chrono Trigger. Right. And it's like, okay, I guess. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's all speculation at this point. At this, I, I, it just, there's nothing about it that just screams Chrono Trigger. And it just kind of makes me mad in a certain way mm-hmm. to have such a masterpiece of a game towards... Something that I don't. Well, I've had a lot of cons with it mm-hmm. when I played it. Oh, uh, well, hey, this remaster gives you a second opportunity to 
pass judgment on it, I suppose. Yeah, maybe maybe I'll finally be able to see it as for what it is. Right. And maybe it is good, but... I don't know. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Otherwise, um, <laughs> I feel like there is a lot of RPG talk. Yeah, exactly. For this uh, direct, mm-hmm. especially because Earthbound and Earthbound Beginnings, the the first uh, mother game, yep, um, just got released on the NES and SNES Classic, mm-hmm. and I've been enjoying that. I don't know if you've played it on your Switch. No, not yet. No. Um, I don't know. I just haven't had the time. Either that or I have, I've been, I've been like, okay, I need to just not get into any new games because my backlog is just like chock full of things that of course I need to finish, but also I'm waiting for Elden Ring so that I can go get through that. Yeah, I feel a little guilty right now because I am playing way too many games right now, Mm -hmm. like jumping between systems like crazy where it's right. like okay i'm playing dark souls one i'm playing possibly horizon i'm gonna be playing you know i've been playing smt i've been playing earthbound i've been playing uh dead space one right it's just been so many that i've just been juggling them all and possibly xenoblade if i get back into it mm-hmm and I've been looking at Sifu and Elden Ring. I'm like, oh, I don't know. I'm going to get Elden Ring no matter what. Right, of course. Um, I'm just, I've just kind of adopted a philosophy of if I like the game, I'm just going to beat it and then move on. Yeah, I should I, probably get that. Except for Neo 2, because I, I, I guess seeing all the pretty colors explode out of enemies when they, when I kill them with like a sword that just like activates my neurons or something i don't know <laughs> yeah yeah i i think it does i don't know i've i haven't played too much of neo 2 yeah no um i know you didn't particularly enjoy neo 1 but uh 2 kind of makes you feel more powerful i don't know yeah that that was a big thing neo 1 yeah. I think that it got maybe a little bit too much for mm-hmm. me because I feel like From Software does just the right amount to make it complex but not overbearing. Right. To the point where it's like, okay, now I have to worry about a posture system, or not a posture system, like a, a stance, stance system. system. Mm-hmm. Like, posture system in Sekiro is simplistic enough where it's like, oh, I just reflect in time. It's like a second time. health bar, effectively. Yeah, it's a second health bar plus. It's like, oh, if I uh, deflect perfectly, like, yeah. Then... If I keep deflecting, then I my posture never breaks, right? But if I don't do it right, then uh oh, that's it. Yeah, you, know, it's... you get comboed, right? But yeah, with Neo, there's a lot of meter management and all that stuff. Like if your key breaks, then you're pretty much dead, depending on where you are. I guess I would, for me at least. Neo is, like, more for the people who are really hardcore for the Souls-type games. Yeah, yeah, it's more It's more of an RPG than a Souls game, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I guess I could see that. Um, and that's where I'm like, I don't know, it's not my taste, but I can see why people love it. Yeah, exactly. Um, otherwise, I'm thinking about some of the other... Games, stuff. Yeah. yeah. 
what did you think about the Nintendo Switch Sports? I didn't like it until I saw that you could put your Miis in there. I was like, okay, I'm a bit more interested. See, I don't understand why people are so, like, adamant that Miis are in there no matter what. Like, I'm okay with Miis being in there, but I was fine with them not being there either. It's just, like, you know, the weird, like, characters they had otherwise kind of put me off. And then I was like, oh, Miis, okay. I will say the Miis do look better. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I was thinking about it, I was like, you know, we're finally getting those games just on a regular console, like the sword fighting. Mm-hmm. I don't have to... Whip out a Wii. Just I don't like... have to whip out a Wii. I don't have to whip out motion control. I don't have to whip out batteries for the Wii remote. Mm-hmm. It's nice. <laughs> right, yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, it's only like 50 bucks. It's not a full release. It's not so. a full release. Plus, um, I'll be updating it with new games, so... Are they actually going to be updating? Well, yeah, with golf. Oh. Yeah, I, I'm assuming they'll just keep adding stuff. But Yeah, I was actually kind of hopeful because I didn't think I saw the bow and arrow, the archery mm-hmm. um, minigame, which was honestly like one of my favorites when it came to Wii Sports Resort. Right. Just because... It had that like little circle and it had focus, but if you took too long, it'd go off. Go right. off, and you'd be like, "Oh god!" And you had to worry about the wind. It was actually like a really good shooting game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I'm excited for it. I'm I mean, excited. I probably won't buy it for a little bit. No, I'd probably wait for maybe Black oh, Friday, Friday or Black Friday. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it would. I'm guessing, because mm-hmm. there's not that many family-friendly games I've been seeing uh, this year so far, except for Nintendo games, I'm thinking that it'll probably be at the Game Awards, and Nintendo will be like, oh, it's in the Game Awards as a nomination, it'll be discounted for, like, 30%. Right, exactly. They usually do that. Yeah, but, um, what is it? Right. I mean, I might not even be here for Black Friday, or at least in the country, so... Yeah, you'll have internet. You'll have... A, yeah, that's actually true. You'll go to Japan, possibly. Yep. Uh, that, sorry, folks. Your host... Uh, My co-host. The co-host will be gone, pr- probably. Possibly. Hey, you could probably visit my other co-host that I love, Gabe, my brother. Yeah, yeah. we'll figure it out. But. We'll have to see. Um... But anyway, the other sports game that was announced uh, during the Direct that I thought was pretty cool, Mm -hmm. uh, Mario Strikers Battle League. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's been a while since Strikers has gotten an entry, so. I just got to ask, because I feel a little embarrassed, have you played a Strikers game? Yeah, I played Charged a little bit. Was it good? Like, what, what, what was it like? Oh, I mean... It's a soccer game, but with, you know, a Mario twist, it's also, like, I don't know, it's it's kind of hard to explain. Like, it's been a while, so. I was going to say, because a lot of the other sports games that Mario has, they're very tame, yeah, I guess standard, I'd say. Right. They're pretty standard, like, okay, you know, like the Mario tennis game. Yeah, it has, you know, like those special moves, but even then... It's still tennis at its core. Mm-hmm. I feel like Strikers is the one that, you know, it it's has the main basis of, you know, get it in the goal, but... Combat soccer. There's combat. Everything else, even Mario Sluggers, 
didn't have that. Right, yeah, no, it's uh, something different. And it's I, like, I don't know, it's kind of like foot. It's soccer or football, whatever you call it, with a twist. What do you think? Should the title be for, for this episode be called Mario Combat? <laughs> but with a K for combat? Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like a motor combat from the 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 cart one it's it's uh whatever <laughs> point is uh strike strikers uh was pretty good back in the day so i'm hoping that this next one is uh is up to par you know i should actually check to see which developer team is working on this because <laughs> it might be the same as uh back then i know that they they actually even had a, a for the art the the box art for this new game right yeah it looked exactly the same as the previous ones on the Wii and GameCube mm-hmm. and I thought that was really interesting because they probably got the same artist if not someone who does it very similarly looks like yeah next level games so some of their other notable stuff is well Strikers Charged so yeah so uh, they've they've done this before they also Punch Out on the Wii. And Luigi's Mansion. I was gonna say two and three. That that's what I know them from. Next Level does the Luigi's Mansion games. But yeah, I didn't know that they did Punch Out or okay. So they they don't they they have their they have a down pat for uh, they Wii, have a, for Nintendo stuff. They have a down pat honestly when it comes to animations. Exactly. I think yeah. they're like really really good when it comes to that because yeah, top I notch i don't know if you remember like luigi's mansion 3 the yeah yeah it's scenes. like all cartoony and cool it's and like stuff i hope what the illumination movie will movie look like. looks like because it, it won't it won't but like it pretty much had that level of like illumination animation but like better because they weren't talking mm-hmm. <laughs> maybe a little bit but it was charles martinet right Charles Martinet, Martinet, Martinet. Okay, yeah. thank God. It was, I mean, yeah, that was those were the some of the first Mario and Luigi voice lines he'd done in a while, and it was nice. Mm-hmm. It was really nice to hear them. Right. Um, but yeah, otherwise there is this other game which is a weird one. Live Alive. Um, oh yeah, right. Yeah, the, it was a what was it a J- Japan exclusive SNES RPG. Yep. Uh, where you, like, live through... Well, you play as six different characters, each in different time periods. Yes. And I think my brother thought that it was time travel, and I was like, I don't think that's what it is, because I think I, I watched that region locked. Mm-hmm. What's really neat about it is the fact that, yes, you do go through, like, six time periods. Um, I think you go through, like, uh, some of the, like, Edo Japan. Yeah, Edo Japan. Edo yeah. Japan, yeah, like era, something like that. You go through like the West, uh, cowboy Western. Yeah, the Wild West. Wild West look. Um, but the really, uh, you go through like caveman era, I think. Yeah, then there's modern, then there's future. and Yeah. The last one I forgot. What I it can't was. remember. Yeah. But the interesting thing from what I think I remember, I think every single period has a different RPG style System. to it. Yeah, that's... Be- hmm. Because if I'm not mistaken, I think the Edo Japan era is possibly like... um, 
I don't even know how to describe it, like grid-based. Oh. It's like a okay. grid-based RPG, almost tactics, but right. at the same time, I think it might be like Radiant Historia. Right. Which, I don't know. Mm. I, I have to check it out for myself, but I remember looking at it like, whoa, what are all these? And then I think the Western one is almost like mm. the the Mana series. Oh, yeah, right. It's like more of a kind of action Yeah, RPG. right. You have to wait for a bar to fill up, and then you attack and you you can run around and stuff yeah it's something like that i thought if not just yeah straight up just action right like you can just shoot and stuff and technically you level up mm-hmm. i could be completely wrong about Ac- this but action game with rpg elements if i'm gonna plug anything uh if you ever want to know more about it i would recommend going to did you know gaming because they have this little sub series called region locked yep and they talk about these games a little bit more in depth um and they they talked about live alive because this is one of those games that never made it out of japan and it's getting a full remake Mm -hmm. uh one of those pixel art remakes which i'm excited for um they even have stuff like uh mother three they talk about stuff like that it's always a great thing to look at and they usually talk about how you could possibly play like a english translation right so always recommend that always recommend learning a little bit more about video games and some of the stuff that you may not play you know because it is locked but some people are so dedicated to those games that they make translations of them Mm -hmm. for people to really enjoy and find the the true hidden gems right yeah um i mean it kind the six path thing kind of reminds me of a i mean you mentioned it before trials of mana which is the third uh mana game or second densetsu uh depending on where you live yeah um and in that game you can you have six different party members uh, available at the beginning and you can choose three of them to be in your party for the whole game oh or you start out as one mm-hmm. and the story is different depending on who you choose first and then you pick up the second party member soon after and then the third one and you have a, your full party for the whole game and then the story continues but yeah. it's like a full different yeah like i mean for example two uh they're like pairs of characters that share a villain oh except uh of course it's a different story like for example one's a knight and there's this wizard that shows up to the castle and like uh you know beats him up so he's like i gotta get more power i gotta they literally say i've he has to level up he has to promote into a different class and he's like, okay, I'll, I'll go do that. What and, is this game? <laughs> and there's another one who's like a sorceress in training, and the same wizard convinces her mother to like uh, abandon her out and like throw her out of the kingdom because she's a princess. Okay. And, yeah, and then you can like, it, it's it's kind of it's cool like that. I don't know. Uh, I think that is really interesting. Mm-hmm. It's something that. I'm really excited to play this because it almost seems like, especially from what you talked about with Trials of Mana, I'm surprised that Octopath Traveler didn't go that direction. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like 
It's yeah, it's like it's kind of like that kind of design philosophy except none of the characters are linked in any way. That's the problem that I have about Octopath because they all have their own separate stories and then they all join together being like, "Oh, I'll help you." And then they never talk to each other and if you go through the story of like one of them it's the party members are never in the cutscene. They never interact with what's happening in the story. It's mm-hmm. just that one character going through their life like they never met the party members. All right. I don't know. Maybe. I mean, maybe that's meant to evoke like old RPG stuff where it's literally just a group of random people get together and like fight stuff. I want Yakuza type of stuff. Like oh, yeah. a dragon has the best. Mm-hmm. They all have rapport with each other, but yeah, I guess we should probably move on. Yeah, we're we're getting into I think the twenty five minute mark. Mark. Mm-hmm. Um. So why don't we try talking about cyberpunk? Ah, yeah. Well, twenty seventy seven. Yeah, I know. Of course, <laughs> not you know the board game from way back in the day. There's so many. I I didn't realize. I think there's two versions of cyberpunk the board game yeah there's cyberpunk 2020 and then red red right and that one's i think red is much closer to the 2077 mark yeah Yeah. no it's like 2060s i think i think so right but yeah uh cyberpunk 2077 literally just came out with uh the next gen upgrade and also a rework of a bunch of systems that were in the game already um, how do you mean by reworks of systems? Uh, specifically how the AI works and also just oh. general improvements to help immersion, I suppose. So, like, for example, before this patch, uh, if you were to, say, point a gun at an NPC, like a random civilian, they would, like, kind of be like, oh, no, don't shoot me. And then they just try to go about their day if you kept doing it. Uh, But now they have, like, more realistic, like, reactions to it. Like, some of them might try to fight you. Uh, Some of them just run away. Uh, Et cetera, et cetera. If you get into a gunfight in the middle of, like, the street, uh, like, cars might try to drive away and the civilians can, like, hurt themselves trying to do that. You know, that was actually one thing I forgot about. Mm-hmm. One of the biggest like complaints I had of the immersion, because if you shot a gun, everybody did that one yeah, animation. Yeah, they just cower. And... Yeah, they just crouch down, hold their head, and look around like, what's happening? And that's all they would do. Right, yeah, no, that doesn't happen anymore. Thank God, that was the most annoying thing. I mean, some of them might still do that, but, but that's like... others would have other reactions i was gonna say at least there are more reactions than because every single person mm-hmm. like literally i i think i remember seeing videos of like a huge street yeah, filled with mob. people and then you shot a gun and all of them in unison just went boom <laughs> yeah uh there's some other stuff like let's say before the water didn't react when you would like shoot it so now it it your bullets make like splashes and p- ripples. Uh, that's really strange. I wasn't in there before, but uh, let's see. Um, you He's... can buy new apartments. Oh, and customize them. 
finally. Yeah, yeah. And let's see if you have like, if you're in a relationship, you can get romances in the game. They'll the person will like stay at the apartment. Like if you go to sleep, you might wake up next to them. Oh, stuff wow. like that. Uh, finally. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and of course, for the next gen upgrade stuff, it's like ray you know, tracing for uh if you turn on performance mode it's on the ps5 at least that's what i'm mm-hmm. playing it on uh you get uh targeting 4k resolution for performance mode and 60 fps hmm. and for the ray tracing mode you get ray tracing and 30 fps yeah that doesn't sound bad yeah no it's not but um I think I'd rather do performance mode. Yeah, I, I, that's what I'm doing. Like, I don't really care about the ray tracing. Like, it would be cool, but come mm-hmm. on. Right. Come on. And, yeah, I mean, just let's see. the. Oh, yeah, the combat AI also got adjusted. So it's more, like, difficult, I've noticed. When it comes to, like, hand-to-hand or guns? Uh, Both. Oh. Like, the, the enemy AI will take cover more often okay i'm actually glad about that yeah so like it's more challenging to actually get shots off on them and stuff like that like i tried doing a katana build like i did back when the game released i found way more difficulty like trying to get around people get around cover to try and hit people because usually then there are like other enemies trying to flank you and stuff and well, and that's the thing that I think I had more trouble with, if anything, when it came to Cyberpunk, because everybody was out in the open. Mm-hmm. There was no cover. So if you tried firing at someone, everybody was firing yeah, at you. So yeah, exactly. I feel like this system might make it easier, in my opinion, just yeah. because there will be people in cover, and then there will be people out in the open. You'll be like, oh, boom, boom. Yeah, yeah kill in the, the people open. out in the open. Right. But, um, yeah, just generally, it's more fun there's ui adjustments it's more easily read good Uh, good the vehicles feel more like gta ish okay where it's like more bouncy and yeah Yeah. no i i can get down with that um i gotta ask do you use the third person mode when you drive yeah definitely okay i was gonna say i don't know because i like seeing where i'm going yes I'm trying to think. I feel like the only game that I've ever played where the first person driving was actually, like, good was Far Cry. Yeah, because, you know, the whole game's literally built around being in first person no matter what. But that was the weird thing because I remember when I saw the driving in, like, the demos. <laughs> I say demos. Demos of Cyberpunk. When it was definitely just actually a cinematic trailer. Right. Um... They look good. I remember looking at the, like, dashboard and being like, oh, my gosh, you know, you can actually look outside. I think that you could drive. And when I finally got the base game, you could not drive. It sucks. You can't, Like, when you turned, I remember, remember accidentally hitting people like crazy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a lot less clunky. It's the handling's way better. Okay, yeah. Uh, that That's really all I have been looking for because... I'm not going to lie, driving sucked Yeah, before. It, it did. Yeah. It was bad. I mean, pretty much back then I exclusively drove bikes because 
they were actually manageable. They were. Mm-hmm. They were the only ways you could go, and that's when I would use first person because I'm like, oh, this is actually kind of neat. Yeah, like, like you're just zooming. You know? Yeah, you're zooming on a bike, and you can see everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, um, if you want to pick up Cyberpunk, now's the time. It's in a state. It's in the state that it should have been at launch a year and three months later. <laughs> That is wild to think that it has been 15 months since launch, and it now is at a place where I can say, okay, now I want to play it. Yeah, exactly. Um, And I I did play through it. I will say this. Mm -hmm. I played through one playthrough, and I liked it. Right. At the same time, I had way too many complaints. The one thing that I'm looking forward to is that expansion that they have. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, they're, they're going to be having uh, a new expansion free, I think. Yeah. Free DLC. Right. Where, yeah, it's going to be like a whole new story, like extra story. What I'm hoping that they do is they add things to do outside of the stories and side missions Mm -hmm. because there was not much. Right. In the way of extra content. Yeah, I was actually going to say, because, like, Witcher, they have Gwent. They yeah. have, like, some things that you could do. It's kind of fun. Right. What What did you do, usually, that wasn't just going through side missions and main missions? Hmm. Usually, I would go to, like, those MCPD, like, Assault and Progress stuff. Right, but... I mean, you could say those are, like, quests yeah, a little bit. I was going to say, those I still count more as, like, side quests. Yeah. And that's where I think if I would say, like, I want this in Cyberpunk, I would want, and I know people might give me flack about this, the Red Dead Online mm-hmm. bounty hunter system. Oh, so I mean, like, kind of something like a Radiant Quest Sort of. Kind of. Thing. Like like where basically every day there might be just a random person you might be able to get money from mm-hmm. that is, yeah, like has a bounty on their head, dead or alive, maybe alive, maybe dead. Mm-hmm. And yeah, those might be more expensive if you have to bring them in, al- in alive. Um, but it would be interesting that you have to go into like a certain area. You could go into... I don't know, a nightclub that you might have not gone to before mm-hmm. and that person's a bouncer and you're like, okay, I'm looking at the target. I'm scanning him. That's the guy. Yeah. Okay, he has a bounty. All right, I'm bringing him in, hog tying him. I don't know, getting him into the car mm-hmm. and yeah, going dri- back to wherever. Driving right. him back to the NP- yeah, NCPD. Mm-hmm. I remember there was a quest that was really interesting. It's kind of like that. I think it was in Haywood um, where it was like the fixer there was like, okay, I need you to like kill this guy or just like knock him out and then put him in the trunk of this car. I remember that one. And he, I was, he was like, okay, he's like the owner of this restaurant. You need to like get him and then get out. And I was like super under leveled for it. So I had to like do things I never had to do before just to succeed. That's actually one thing I'm curious about with this next-gen update. Mm-hmm. I wonder how the stealth has improved. I think... Yeah, oh, right, yeah. They also, like, revised some of the perks to make them more useful. Like, there was one before 
where it was like, oh, you're you're un- invisible underwater. Like that's never useful. Never. So they got rid of stuff like that and added more useful perks. Thank God, because mm-hmm. who in their right mind is going underwater? Because most of the game is not around water. Right, exactly. <laughs> it's not like, it's. it kind of reminds me of like, I call them, I call them Ubisoft perks. Like ones where you just say, oh, well, I'm going to use this once, never again. Like, I was going to say, there's going to be that one side mission where it's, like, around a bay uh-huh. area, and you're like, yes. I can finally, finally use the underwater takedown ability. Finally, then... people can stop making fun of me of forgetting that perk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you're like, okay, that's it. Cool. Okay. Yep. Yeah. All right. <laughs> yeah. Uh... Well, um, what do I do with that perk now? Mm-hmm. Nothing. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, but... So yeah, Cyberpunk, uh, get it, because it's probably dirt cheap, physically. Yeah, I actually, over at uh, GameStop, we gotta go visit there at some point, either today or tomorrow, to talk about the midnight release. Probably today. Today? Mm-hmm. Okay. I could actually go over there. Uh, well, yeah, we could do that yeah. after this. Yeah, no, that sounds cool. Um, we want to see if there's a midnight release for Elden Ring on Thursday, Um just because we want to get it as soon as possible. Of course. Um, but uh, before that, uh, yeah, I went to GameStop, and I got Cyberpunk, the PS4 one, for $12. Right, yeah, no, it's dirt cheap right now. I was kind of upset because I got the full game release. At 60 launch. bucks. Yep, me too. Because it's... I thought, all right, this is going to be it. Yeah, I... I got it digitally, though, and it's on sale digitally as well. So I feel bad for you specifically because you had a PlayStation 4 Slim. Yep. Uh, I mean, it wasn't as bad as a lot of people said it was, in my opinion at least. Uh, probably because my Slim was a lot less old than the old block PS4s that people had. I was going to say, I was very close, like literally one month away if I didn't get a PS5, I would have played it on my base PS4 from 2016. Ooh, yeah, that would have been rough. I remember. I was like, wow, I dodged the like a biggest cannonball. bullet. Yeah. Of, yeah, like a cannonball. Mm-hmm. So, oh, my gosh. Yeah. I, mean, I like the game. Yeah. I, I, I was like. I thought people were being hyperbolic, but in retrospect, I was like, yeah, that was, wasn't great. I think it had potential, but again, the way that it was launched, the UI, the AI, the story, I I still say the story is neat. It's just, I feel like there's still more that they could build on. Especially for V. Right, yeah, but... I don't know, maybe we just took the wrong path because I think the one where you get more close with Johnny is the one where V's more fleshed out. And even then, it's really hard to be close with Johnny. Yeah, like... They did not make him likable. Yeah, no, I mean, he's a cynical terrorist. Well, and even then, he's not nice to you. He's not like a guy who... Like, yeah, he could be cynical at like all the time. Right. But they made it his whole personality. That's the thing. They should have made it, like, 
somewhat his personality, but at the same time, there were, I feel like, 80% of the game, I could not side with him. Mm-hmm. I was like, come on, buddy. I'm not going to kill this guy. It turns out all you need to do to, like, get closer to him is, for example, in cutscenes where you talk with him, uh, if you're offered, like, a cigarette, you're supposed to smoke. It'll be You're supposed to act more like him. Okay. But I never did that, so I didn't progress. So I was like, oh. Oh, my gosh. I just remembered one of the side missions that mm. never worked because it glitched out. Oh. Like, hard glitched out. Yeah, they fixed out. a bunch of quests since then, so. um, Yeah, I was going to say, I got hard-locked out of one side mission. Um, It was that one where Johnny and uh, his girl were, like, you know, at the movie theater. And they were, like, you know, having a good time. And... She was like, oh, meet me at, you know, this one club. As soon as she said that, immediately it said, the mission failed. Huh. And I was like, what? What did I do wrong? And then she would call V and be like, wow, you messed up. But wouldn't say messed up. Mm -hmm. Um, And be like, oh, you're a terrible person. But it was much more vulgar. Uh Uh, (laughs) And I was like, what did I do? I didn't mean to do that. And, yeah, I got completely... Banned out of that quest. And I was so upset because, yeah, I would, like, wait for those, like, I think it said, like, a few minutes. And then, yeah, Johnny would be like, oh, but there is this other option. And we're mm. close together. You know, we'll we'll do this. We'll have the good ending. And I was like, I bet if I didn't get hard locked out of this, I would have gotten the good ending because we were actually getting along. Uh-huh. Yeah, but, right. Yeah, it could be. I mean, especially with a buggy game, it's hard to do stuff like that. And that's where I was just, yeah, it really upsets me. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say Panem. Um, yeah. I, I went that route. Right, yeah, me too. And that was still probably, like, the best ending you could go for. Yeah, it's Other like, than Johnny's. I mean, yeah, with Johnny, he takes over your body. But with Panem, it's at least, there's at least a possibility that, like... You won't, free. that your mind won't get deleted. <laughs> That's like the crazy thing. You are literally terminally ill just to like go for this like hundred year old like rocker terrorist to take over your body. <laughs> I wish there was like a better option in terms of like, hey, by the way, there is a cure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Please, like, give. Right, but... I, that's where I'm like, there could be potential for V. Why didn't they just say, by the way... <laughs> I think maybe in the Arasaka one where you just don't do any additional stuff, that's like the default one, uh, you do get Johnny removed, but V still dies in a few months. <laughs> I just remember, yeah, there. Like if you do that one, I'm pretty certain, yeah, you can play through more of the game. You can do more side quests. But after a while, that's when he just, yeah, he dies. <laughs> well, uh, it, the game doesn't save after the ending. Yeah. It it just teleports you back to, it's like a Zelda thing where you can never do the final segment and save afterwards. I thought, oh, okay. Yeah, no. You just you just always go right outside the place where you meet uh, Hanako. Yeah. No, I remember that, yeah. Right. I just, huh. 
Yeah, yeah, no, there's no option to just, like, finish the game and be done with it. No, I thought that, yeah, once... Maybe I read that. I don't know. Maybe I made it up. <laughs> I don't know. Like, in my mind, I thought that would be the case where, like... Yeah, once you, like, get Johnny out and you're like, oh, you're still terminally ill. Yeah, it'd be like, oh, well, I'll do, like, five fight, you know, side missions and then all of a sudden... Just yeah, V just, like, yeah, just coughs blood... Topples over, over, and then that's it. Mm-hmm. Oh, hey, um, that's just how it is in Cyberpunk 2077. That's just what happens in Night City. But, yeah, uh, <laughs> so I guess we should probably move on to our final topic. segment. Yeah, which uh, this is technically random game of the week. It's not random. I'm sorry to say, buddies. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's fixed this time. We fixed it this time. Yes. And this is the only time we have fixed it. And probably will. We'll, yeah. We'll see. But I enjoy this one. Yeah, Dark Souls. Dark Souls. This one. Is, I was going to say, this is my first time ever playing Dark Souls 1. You've been kind of guiding me. Mm-hmm. Guiding, but at the same time, letting me like roam around. Yeah, not... I've, I've been pushing him in directions. You've been pushing me in the right direction. Yeah. Um, which is good, because the game can be kind of... Cryptic. Yeah, very cryptic when it comes to where do you go. Mm-hmm. Um, so I appreciate that. Thank you. But you don't really give me advice for how to handle enemies. Mm-hmm. Kind of do, but at the same time, it's more like, maybe this would be better. I don't know. Yeah, right. Like, they do have better, you know, like, protection towards slash damage. I so don't know. Maybe that would be better. Just get a stronger weapon, right. Something like that. And I'm like, oh, this looks like a cool weapon. And you're like, yes, it does. And I'm like, okay, yeah, this is mine. Mm-hmm. And I love the big weapon that I the, have. The Man Serpent Greatsword. Man Serpent Greatsword. I mm-hmm. think that's my is, – is that, like, where you, you usually go towards? or? Uh, yeah, I usually like using, like, greatswords and big stuff. I was going to say the Man Serpent Sword. I think that's mine. Yeah, no, um – you could always move towards ultra great swords since you're you got a lot of strength, but yeah, I guess we could probably talk about the game itself instead of me giving you advice. Yeah. Yeah. Um The game is really awesome. Yeah. Honest to God. Like I I'm still kinda looking at the lore, like, okay, what is this? You know, like what's going on technically mm-hmm. in the game? If anything, even if you aren't really picking up on what the story is you really appreciate how the the design of enemies right of creatures that you see and talk to and the environment right in general it is probably my favorite like souls game right next to maybe like sekiro when it comes to character design right just because my god like the basilisks yeah. They look like frogs, but they are, like, the creepiest frogs you will ever meet. Yeah, and, I mean, the big eye things aren't even their eyes. And that terrifies me. What are they? What uh, are they? They're just there to intimidate you. That's it? Yeah. They t- intimidate me. Yeah. They do. <laughs> it's like, uh, you know, like peacock feathers. They're there to just kind of be make them look bigger than they actually are. So, have you ever, like, looked at the the full, like, model and been like, all right, where's the eye? Yeah, yeah, the, so, like, if you take, like, the big eyes, right, 
there's like a little mouth below them. Yeah. The eyes are like on the side of the mouth. It's like a lizard. Oh, that's actually really neat. Yeah, it's like tiny, beady little eyes. I want to see that. Oh my gosh! Yeah, the models. I if if you ever want like dark fantasy, like inspiration, mm-hmm. go to Dark Souls or go to Berserk. But if you really don't want to like witness dark, like dark story, yeah, it's stuff that makes you feel like gross, gross and bad. Dark Souls. Dark Souls is better. Mm-hmm. Um, so you. You see, like, the tiny little eye? Let me let me see that. Yep. Give me one second. Oh, my gosh! Yeah, it's super small. <gasps> That's so cool. Mm-hmm. What? Yeah, but, uh, I mean, in general, yeah, the world design is really nice. It's kind of like Metroidvania-ish. Yes, I did not know what Max meant mm-hmm. when he said it's Metroidvania, because I'm like... How can it be Metroidvania when there's fast travel? Mm-hmm. And then Dark at Souls, a certain point, I said, where's the, the fast, fast travel? travel? I was like, there is none. And I said, what do you mean? <laughs> Every other Dark Souls game has fast travel. Yeah, no, they rectified that later. They The other Souls games are way more linear. Yeah. So, like, fast travel's just kind of convenient. Like, for example, in Dark Souls 3, I wouldn't want to run from Irithyll all the way back to Firelink Shrine just to level up. And, yeah, yeah, in Dark Souls 1, like, all the... It's Metroidvania in the way of you have different keys that open different doors and shortcuts. I was going to say, different keys are elevators. Mm -hmm. And that's what's really fun about it because, yeah, they, they have this just sprawling world that is all interconnected. Like, to think that technically Blight Town is just, what, like, below Firelink Shrine. Yep. Just, like, just yeah, if you, right around the corner. Yeah, if you look at, like, this giant model map of Lordran, which, Lordran, I guess, which is the name of the world in Dark Souls 1, uh, you can see, like, everything is connected which is amazing. Geometrically. Like, it all makes sense realistically. Which is insane to really think about in mm. concept of a 2011 game. Doing that, yeah. Yeah. Um, but they do it. I mean, mm-hmm. it's really neat. And, again, I... The one thing that I, I know... I, I love um, the place I'm at right now with all the giants. Right. Um, but I still think Sen's Fortress is probably my favorite place. Yeah. Just right. because I know it's difficult. It is yeah. insanely difficult if you don't know traps. Uh-huh. Which I was very cautious. Right, yeah. Insanely cautious to the point where even Max was like, whoa. Yeah, like. Why are you, how are you doing this so easily? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, for first-time players, Sen's Fortress is like a trial but for me, I looked at it like, oh my god, this is just the coolest Zelda dungeon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's like swinging axes that knock you into pits. There's like pressure plates that shoot arrows. There's boulders rolling down at you. There's mimics. I I was going to say, I don't know if I could count it as a Zelda. Like, 
I guess it's something that I would love to see in a Zelda game because I think that when it comes to a fortress, Ganon should really have more, like, traps. Yeah, just, like, tricks and traps. He's much more of a, like, deceptive guy. Yeah, then he is like, haha, yes. So I think... I will defeat you with my strong monsters. It'll be like... No, it would be like, hey, press this button, and then you just fall down. (laughs) It's like a Scooby-Doo episode, strangely. Yeah, that's pretty much Sen's Fortress, but I love the, like, architecture of it, Mm -hmm. just because it's so, like, there's mostly dark pits underneath, and then there's, like, the, like bridges mm-hmm. around and there's all sorts of cages and everything and I think it's really neat with all the man serpents yeah. around there um, there's just so much about it where I'm like I, I don't even know how to describe it it just reminds me of those like weird like I don't even know how to describe it a weird like dungeon that you know like you do you remember, like, those pictures or something of, like, oh, my God, Squid Game? Squid Games. Do you know, do you remember how, like, there'd be, like, stairs all over the place, and mm-hmm. it was, like, such a maze? Oh, right, yeah, it's like a, a yeah, Like gotcha. a weird, like, tower mm-hmm. that was, like, a maze, but yeah. there's just a bunch of stairs, and you're like, where does it all lead? Where does it go? Yeah. It reminds me of that. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what it reminds me of. And I'm just like, it's so neat. I mm-hmm. want Zelda to try to do something like that, where it's just less of just... There's like a central area where you dip in and out of. And... Yeah, that's Twilight Princess is a huge offender of that. Mm-hmm. Um, but the way that they just, yeah, he nav- you navigate around and you're like, whoa, okay, now I remember that area. Yeah, yeah, okay, this makes sense. And if you go around here and you have like the staircases that go like around the corner and everything of a room there's just something about it that i'm like whoa mm-hmm. yeah it's really cool but um what was it what was i about to say what's your favorite parts what's my favorite area um hmm. that's got to be Anne orlando that's the place mike's in right now uh pretty much right after sen's fortress you get lifted up by some demons into like the land of the gods yeah at the top of the world and like there's a bunch of challenging platformy sections that are nice it's not like uh you know bad platforming that's foreshadowing uh but there's like three different sections that are really challenging and nice now that i've played through them a ton i i'm used to them but which is really funny because the editor-in-chief of CM Life hates Anne Orlando. Because of the platforming. Yeah, no. Um, and the boss is also, like, the peak of the game, in my opinion. I could see that. You, you'd you have to form your own opinion, though. Yeah, I'll, I'll see how it is. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say, I can understand both of your arguments, you know, arguments because, you know, I've I've gone through, like, some of those areas where, like, you know, it's the really thin the rafters the rafters and i enjoy it like it's kind of fun because it's like walking on a tightrope 
while also battling like these bandits almost looking yeah, like panting painting like guardians a, yeah i was gonna say they look more like assassins yeah um yeah they protect the painting at the bottom of the building which is just it's so cool though because yeah you're on a tightrope while fighting mm-hmm. these guardians and i think that's kind of neat um at the same time one small mo- uh, small error and, and you just dead. fall off you're dead yep. but at the same time the one thing i don't like about platforming and like jumping in the game the physics are, of this game are bad yeah they're janky it's weird well it's mostly because for some reason they decided that uh, your character is going to have the craziest amount of gravity that the world has ever seen. Yeah. No, uh, I don't think you have – I think you have yet to realize that um, your greatest enemy in Souls is gravity. But, like, I, I'm just, like, trying to – oh, my gosh, like – how how would I compare? Like, if you're, like, trying to step over a puddle, like in this game, mm-hmm. you'll, like, go halfway on that puzzle, or on that puddle, and you're, you know, flying over it, and then it decides, but gravity, mm-hmm. and then you just fall. Yeah, exactly. You just crash land right into the puddle. Yeah, exactly. It's like that. But, yeah, I mean, if you fall off a ledge... Or if you get, like, even slightly off, you just slide. And then... Yes. Which I almost had happen to me before. Yep. Sometimes it has happened to me. Right. But, I mean, yeah, the game is very good. I was going to say, yeah. Um, One of my favorite. The The big thing, I think that if I beat this game, I'm going to be really excited for Elden Ring, no matter what. Mm-hmm. I now feel like I am finally like, okay, I know a little bit about the Souls games. Yeah, right. So I think I can handle it. But from what my brother has told me, uh, Elden Ring is basically, yeah, like open world. It has basically, it has a jump button, mm-hmm. but essentially combat is like Dark Souls 3. Yeah, yeah. Uh... It's kind of like a mix of all the games. Yeah. Like, you got Dark Souls 1 where you can level up at your uh, resting points. Mm-hmm. I think they're called, like, Sites of Grace and Elden Ring. Uh, Dark Souls 2 has power stancing from that, which is, like, dual-wielding weapons and having unique movesets. Dark Souls 3. has weapon arts and general combat feel. Bloodborne has... What was it? Um, I don't know, I... I mean, I've got to play it to figure out what Bloodborne element it has. Yeah, if anything, I would say just Bloodborne already influenced the combat of Dark Souls 3 by becoming more fast-paced. Yeah. So, in a certain way, it already has influenced Mm -hmm. Elden Ring in that uh, point. Regard. Yeah. Yeah, that regard. But also, it is like Sekiro because you can jump. Mm -hmm. Yep, you can jump and attack. It's it's pretty cool. I'm excited. Like, mm-hmm. honest to God, I'm, like, actually kind of, like, freaking out. Like, oh, my God, it's happening. Mm-hmm. Um, especially because I, m- when my brother and I were talking last night, I was going through, like, screenshots on the PlayStation Store. Just, like, looking at them. I'm like, oh, my Ooh. God, this looks so nice. Mm-hmm. And I decided to compare it, like, Dark Souls 3. I was like, okay, 
it looks a little too good to be true, this Elden Ring. Mm -hmm. Let's see what Dark Souls 3 screenshots look like to see if it was too good to be true. No, it was all in-game screenshots. Yep, it was all in-game. I was like, oh my gosh, if that's what it looks like, and if that's what Elden Ring looks... Yeah. They're honest. They're honest. (laughs) You know, From Software is completely upfront with their stuff. They're really upfront, except for when they have dungeons. (laughs) Yep. Yeah, I mean, then it's meant to trick you so actually i gotta ask do you know yet if mimics are in this game i don't oh man (laughs) and hey we'll probably play it together so we'll find out in fact it's actually co-op for up to four people yeah so gabe is was thinking that we might all be able to play it together Mm mm-hmm and I'm like, that would be cool. But also, we got to keep in mind it's not cross-platform, unless all three of us have the PS5 version. We both have PS5. Yeah, but what about Gabe? Yeah. Okay, He cool. has a PS5. <laughs> all right, then. Now we can all play together. Hell yeah. <laughs> but also, we can't use horses. But At that point, again, I feel like I'm excited about that just because I haven't had, a, like, a fantasy game. Mm-hmm. That's multiplayer. Right. Since, like, Final Fantasy fourteen, Uh-huh. <laughs> and even then, I'm not a fan of MMOs, so right. this is, like, This is exciting. the perfect sweet spot. This is the perfect sweet spot. hmm So, hopefully, I'm, I'm just, I'm excited. I'm yeah. so excited. Me too. I mean, imagine me watching, like, E3 in 2019. Seeing that happen. Yeah, it was like Hidetaka Miyazaki and George R. R. Martin, and I was like, oh! I'm curious what George Double R. Martin is going to actually, like... Contribute? Contribute he, to this game. It was, like, lore and world-building stuff. Okay, I'm cool with Just that. like, you know, like, oh, well, we should do this. And it wasn't anything to do with the game itself. It was just, like, the story and whatnot. I do... I... I know George Double R. Martin is really good with story building. Yeah. I'm just a little concerned that it's going to get a little too complex to the point of, like, how many characters. I still uh, kind of look uh, at Game of Thrones like, man. That I, was that was a lot of characters. That was a lot of characters. Actually, I take it back just because I think that I've heard through interviews that even George Double R. Martin is like, I kind of wish I didn't do that. Yeah, but. That was kind of dumb of me. But, yeah, but. I think he just provided, like, you know, he was an extra hand on the right A team, pretty much. If that's the case. Or, yeah, he was, like, kind of helping Hidetaka Miyazaki kind of direct it a little bit. I was going to say, these are probably, like, the greatest minds to ever, like, come to, like, dark fantasy. Yeah, with fiction. Dark fantasy fiction. I mean, it all is fiction. Yeah. I mean, fantasy already, that's fiction. Mm -hmm. Right. One is in video games and one is in books. so. So... yeah, honestly, if if they, I know this is kind of sad, but the person who wrote and made, you know, Berserk and everything, if yeah, he, he was a part of this, rest in peace. It would have been like... The dream team of fantasy. Yeah, dark fantasy settings would have been complete. It, it would have been complete. This would have possibly been that 10 out of 10, like story yeah, but european dark fantasy but style. we have to see still still mm-hmm. i rest in peace my man kantaro miura rest in peace <laughs> and we'll see you next week <laughs> <laughs>